and welcome to the SF72 podcast, the one and only Scarlet's podcast. Uh, before we start, I'd just like to say a happy birthday to Phil Bennett, who has recently turned 70, so uh, Pemboy Pappas. Happy Phil birthday, Bennett. Phil. Happy birthday, Phil boy. Um, and with me today is Charlie Phillips. Shamai. We've got Gavin Bisser Donald, who you remember from last week. Hello, again. Two, and two weeks ago. <laughs> two weeks ago. So, yeah. And we've got Sam English Butcher in the corner over there. Yeah, hello. Mm. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, as we all know, we lost our first two uh, European games for the second season running. <coughs> yeah, it's not very funny, Gav. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, but obviously, we all know that we got through last year and uh, we also got to the semi finals, so you'll be good to remember that as well, Gav. Yeah. Um, so, I just want to know your thoughts, really, on how we're going to get out of this group. <laughs> you know, <If> we are. <laughs> You're just not getting out of the group. It's like, it was so. Uh, should we start with the Racing game? Yeah, yeah. So oh. that was not the Saturday past, it was the Saturday before, and it was horrendous. I, I can't believe I wasted all that time in the pub watching that game. <laughs> it was just. <laughs> like the money I spent on pints, like, I was just fuming. <laughs> I would have rather sat there and looked at who picked right. It was awful. Yeah, we have to take into account the, the best weather, mind. Like, it was a horrible storm calm, whatever. It was horrendous weather. We're oh, not that's gonna... an awful excuse <laughs> for well, crap how rugby. You, for both teams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're in a bowl. <laughs> They're fine. I, I said, like, I don't think there's no chance you're going to Rassin and winning. And then they're not going to play as bad as they did that day again, I don't think. And the weather's going to be nice. And the weather's, yeah, it's going to be nice. Which will suit the Scarlets as much as Rassic. Yeah. But it's, it's, when is the next game? What is it? Uh, when's the next European game? Yeah. December against yeah. Ulster. Oh, so said, there's a little bit of a break so now between now and then the next set of games. Yeah, there's a little break okay, and then fair. we have a double header against Ulster. Yeah. And it should be said, we've got an awful away record against us. Double header, yeah. as in straight up one one Saturday and then the next. Yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. so that's yeah. just after so the, all su- the series break. Yeah, it's yeah. such a tough place to go. Like you've got you've Very got two game. really tough places to go. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you're not you've been to Welford Roads this weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, we've been yeah. already been away yeah. to Leicester, and to be honest, that was the away game that I would have I yeah. would have said beforehand that and, we'd and win. Yeah, I said it's so tough to go to there and win. And it's so tough to go to to Racing and win. I just, I just, even if you lose one more game, you're probably done. Yeah. Oh yeah, we are done. I yeah. think we're pretty much, to be honest, yeah. we're literally hanging on by a, by a thread. And you've got to win at two of the toughest places in Europe to win yeah. again. It's I, it's just, I just don't see that. Yeah, it's one of those things. Playing against Racing and Ulster and, and Leicester, there may not be like a obviously they're top tier teams and there may not be like a huge difference between Scarlets and those guys, but when you've got a home advantage, you have to take it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree completely. And re- regardless of whether you win by one point or you win by fifty, you have to get the win when you're sat at home. Mm-hmm. And you guys just haven't managed to do that, and yeah. it's going to be so so difficult for you to go anywhere from here. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think you've thrown games as well. I think like you probably should have beaten Rassing. Um, yeah, I yeah. should have beaten. Yeah, should have beaten yeah. Game management that lost. Yeah, us that yeah, game. absolutely. Like you can see how terrible we were. We weren't. We weren't great. Yeah, no. Rassing weather yeah. was terrible, but we still oh. could have won the game. Yeah. The penalty we try won. that game was really sus. I thought it was a really awkward penalty try to give. Mm. He gave the. Penalty. I think you. I think it was one you had to give. Yeah, he he did. He did bring the man down as he was about yeah. to go over the line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty much. A, but it's like it's such a, a big decision to make. At that side of the pitch, it, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't a scrum. It wasn't infringed. Yeah, it wasn't was, complete infringement. Yeah, true. And there true. wasn't more than one chance. It was literally like you've done that. That's, that's straight yeah, away, yeah. Which you is could, quite rare, yeah. apart, apart from like you know a deliberate knock on with a two on one situation where you can justify it. I didn't think yeah. it was that. Just I thought it was a really odd decision to yeah. make. For, for me, I thought it was a penalty try. 
But yeah. I think that I've obviously coming from I would have I guess I probably would come from a less than neutral background. Yeah. I'd be a bit more biased because obviously I'm not a massive Scarlets fan, but I'd still like the Welsh teams to do well. Yeah. But even then, I, I thought that I thought it was a penalty try because he did take him down in the middle of the morning. He was going over the line. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, as as a completely biased Scarlets fan, I still think it was a penalty try. Yeah. I mean, like, we're, I'm not a referee, and I'm not 100% sure on the, on the rules of the mall. It seems to be this decision has actually split a lot of people. Yeah. Because some people were saying it was no longer a mall. The ball carrier... Um, Davis tackled the ball carrier, so he was within his rights to take him down. And to be fair to Davis, what are you going to do? Like, your instinct is to tackle him. Yeah. It's easy for us to say after Davis should have just waved him in and then let him risk missing the conversion because he could have done with the weather. Yeah. Um, but, like, it is easy for us to say that in hindsight. Yeah, I guess. And um, looking at it as well, um, just I want to make a point as well about where you sit in the group at the bottom. You're sitting right at the bottom of the group now, and they also have got four points, Leicester have got five, and Racing have got nine. But if you look at your group this year, that's a really difficult group for any team that's to be in. That's a very tough group. But you look at your group last year, and that is, the group last year is so much easier. In my is it, is I, it? I really is it? I think last year was more difficult. I no, you've got two wins in Benetton. Yeah, I, I yeah, don't exactly. see say that, but they weren't stone... I mean, if you remember, we actually needed an 80th minute try to beat Benetton at home. Yeah, they're not as bad as they used to be, but no. they're still... They're, you, you back yourself to beat them every time. Yeah, I said, you've got side. three difficult places to go Mm-hmm. Here, Bath's this year. not the nicest place to go. Bath's not the ni- Toulon, Toulon, arguably giants of Europe at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on the wane last yeah. year maybe. They're not having a great season this year, but yeah. last year, I mean, they were. They were still. They were still they're still a top side. Still yeah, yeah, exactly. Class players, yeah. But I said, this is such a tough group this year. Like those three places are probably three of the top five places you don't want to go. Yeah. I would argue. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, Toulon obviously have an amazing home record. We didn't actually manage to beat them away last yeah. year. But, yeah, I know what you're saying. Welford Road is so difficult. I actually think Welford Road, we had a very... we had a, If we had all of our players fit, then the scoreline would have been different. I would have said yeah. that we would have beaten them. I think we are a better side than Leicester, who are actually all over the place. Yeah. The, we, were yeah just, we were just... Our injuries just caught up with us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, how many injuries have you got? 17? 17, 19? No, that's not with any injuries. That's how many players we have unavailable now coming up at the Autumn International. I think we've got, like seven or eight injuries and they're like first choice like they're in the 23 yeah if not the 15 can i ask a question um with regards to that i understand that when you guys have got your full outfit you've got a seriously seriously good team mm-hmm. but from like a coach and somebody that owns the club's perspective how do you go about avoiding that because obviously you can get a team that has so many brilliant world-class players but there's going to come a stage when those guys are going to have to go away and do something else, right? So what do you do? Do you risk getting all these guys in that are going to be unbelievably good and that are just going to get pulled out for international duty and you then have to deal with the fact that you might suck for a little while? Yeah. Or do you just go... Or do you just try and play a level playing field where you get players that can... that are kind of like in the middle ground, you know? Like, it's such a difficult one to do because there's not really any way around it. It's kind of... Leicester have the same problem. They have a really, really good start at 15 and then not much depth. Yeah. They've been, yeah. they've been poor is, uh, this year. Uh, yeah, because yeah. they don't have any depth. They have no yeah. depth and like they have no players really coming yeah. through. Yeah. Uh, but Scarlet's have players coming through, yeah. but I think it's I, early for them to come through. That's the biggest problem for I, them. I think we've got a really good academy and I actually think that the Scarlet's have best depth out of the regions in Wales. I would argue it's, that as well. It's just because yeah, Colli- 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 yeah. yeah. one step too many at Colli- Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah like it's kind of got into a couple of years now where Rob those Sidoli. guys that you've brought up 
are now then getting picked for the other team yeah, for the, for, for the internationals team. and then yeah. you're running out yeah it's like the Ospreys just the kind of the yeah. way it works when the Ospreys it? were in Gav's golden era <laughs> oh, they, the um, they, um, they had exactly the same problem internationals came out and they lost yeah. a load of players and I remember thinking do you know what suck it up it's kind of your fault you have all these internationals yeah. right? I mean you've got to deal with it they're going to go yeah. on but we had, we had really good strength and depth there though yeah you like did. if you think about like we had who, who have we got playing like bigger and a lot of the boys who, who are playing for Wales now in the Ospreys mm-hmm. were in that team and sometimes we'd even play a little bit better yeah. without our stars playing because you know these young lads want to take the opportunity to, to go out and show what they can do yeah. I think that's probably what the Scarlet's boys are thinking at the moment mm-hmm. but maybe having the pressure of two massive European games where usually we would have the Pro 14 to, to you know kind of like pad it out and our players yeah. would get a little bit of experience there yeah. you know you've had a lot of young players being thrust into big games mm-hmm. in Europe like Angus O'Brien for yeah. for example you know he struggled he against Rassin yeah, I mean I've obviously I hope he gets better yeah I was, um, I was gutted for him actually yeah, yeah uh, he, he but, seemed to but, reason into it yeah and but you know it's a bit like rabbit in the headlights because you, you want to do so well in a game like that mm-hmm. but you haven't had the experience against the big teams or yeah. or whatever or the, the luxury of our team that we had back in the day is you know yeah. our, a lot of our team would be away and they would play the Pro 14 and there was very rarely times where we would go, we probably would go undefeated most of our time because, yeah. you know, they're not in a massive European game. They're in a Pro 14 game where they think, oh, these guys are, you know, pretty much my same level. Yeah. I'll show what I can do. And we would be free flowing. And I don't yeah. think you've had that luxury with your injuries and obviously the people going away now because you've had yeah. two huge games. Yeah. I mean, we touched on it last time as well. It's not just the um, the injuries, but actually the players that we've lost were still adapting to those leaving. Like uh, Tigburn and John Barkley were so crucial to our pack. With them now gone, we're adapting to that, as well as having to deal with the, all the other injuries we have in the back row, like Shingler, James Davis. So it's like, it is difficult. Blake Thompson's obviously using really well. Yeah. But um, we're still lacking in the contact area, and it's really showing up. But does that, like we were saying about, especially players missing and lacking the contact area, does that justify the result against Leinster, Leicester, sorry, where you conceded 20 unanswered points after leading at that point. It's yeah. 20 unanswered, that's like, for a team like Scarlet, they should be doing a lot better. Yeah. Like, we were laughing last, not last Friday, the Friday before, Leinster again, absolutely smashing wasps, weren't they? Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. It was a ridiculous result, but mm-hmm. even Scarlet should not be conceding 20 points unanswered. No, yeah. You know, I know they're playing away, but they were, no, they were home, weren't they? We were away. Oh, Leicester. you were away. Yeah. But they should still be doing better. There shouldn't be 20 unanswered points after leading yeah. at that point. Yeah. But I think it that comes to a lack of experience again. It was lack of, well, well, it was not a lack of experience. 20 it points. was just really poor decision-making. Like, yeah, the defending back. was awful in this one. We watched, to be honest, we watched it earlier on and it everything in terms of points that game was based around poor defending from both teams. Yeah. And it was almost as if it was like whichever team had the worst defence out of the two was going to lose the game. Exactly. Uh, Neither yeah. of them were good, and it just happened to be that Scarlets weren't very good in defence that game, and they yeah. just threw away more points. And, and we also spent a lot less time with the ball than Leicester did, and that showed in the last 20. We're still a really fit side, but we looked. I personally felt it was terrible decision-making, right, when it, when we slung it out wide in our own 22 at 27-25, yeah. which led to the scrum, which we were getting demolished in, which led to the points being scored. But um, it, there was an air of inevitability about Leicester scoring for me. I knew yeah. we were ahead and I was just thinking, we're not going to hold on to this. We yeah. didn't see him at the races. I was surprised that we'd managed to have that lead, which is so clinical in attack. We w- we'd managed to keep ourselves in the game. But yeah. it just felt like we couldn't keep that up for 18 mm. minutes. Yeah. It's always, it's kind of, it's not very nice when you think like that though. Like when you, 
when you're watching a game and you're just like, I know for a fact that at some point they're going to score some points. Yeah. It's, it's almost kind of like when it comes to 70 minutes, you know, and you've got like a two-point lead and yeah. you're just like, I can see them getting a penalty here and they're yeah. just going to score. Like, <laughs> exactly. that's the way it's going to go. Uh, yeah, and when um, you're on the back foot and scrum as well, you're just thinking, oh, it kind of does feel like that. Just, yeah, yeah you, just, you just think it's going to be inevitable at yeah. some stage it's going to happen. But Yeah. Um, Sam, so you, as an Englishman, you've got to be chuffed with how Tuolangi played. Um, like how happy are you really that he's come back now to he's, it's one of those it's one of those things um, he's a brilliant player right there's absolutely no doubt around that he's had some wonderful games and yeah okay maybe he's back but at the same time it kind of goes back to the point because he's kind of got this name being Manu Tuolangi it's just automatically like a pass into the team, you know? Yeah. Almost like he doesn't have to deserve it. Yeah. Like, yes, okay, when he played Scarlet, he was extremely good and he played amazingly, but that's one game, right? Mm. That's one game. He needs to, like, if you're any other player that's playing in the centre position, you've got to put in yeah. solid performances week in, week out for the whole season to be able to get your name in that team. Mm -hmm. And just because he's called Manor Tuolangi and he was a big name before... I kind of feel like he doesn't necessarily justify him just being chucked back into the squad straight yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Like that's how I feel as yeah, an individual. And yeah, I'm yeah. just like, yeah, okay, he's a very good player, but I think a lot of people love him. A lot of English players are just like fantasize around him. Mm -hmm. Like me, not necessarily. Yes. Yeah. I, I said, the, I think the thing you've got to think about though is if he's if he's on form, he's just an absolute monster. Yeah, he is. He is the single biggest human I think I've ever seen. Yeah, but the I've thing is, the gym, but the thing yeah. is, like a question, like yeah, okay, he played a, ge a good game. Does that mean he's on form, or does that mean he's just had a good game? Yeah, but I, the when's the last time he's got, gone as for a, a long stretch? Yeah, of yeah. fully fit, full fully fitness. fit, exactly, yeah. exactly. When all, we all know when he's fully fit, he is outstanding. But you chuck him in the England team and, and just maybe potentially overwork him, mm. and then you end up back at square one. Well, that when comes he's down to like player welfare. Yeah, yeah, it? exactly. Like he's one of those like Billy Vunapolos, and, and that's it. That like I'm not, I'm not too sure if they. I read on the BBC um, Sports page that they have now introduced uh, a change in the amount of games they can play per year, and they've introduced breaks throughout the year. I'm not too sure if that's. Um, I think that might be just in the Premiership. Yeah. Um, but so far, but I think others will. But like, follow. yeah, other, others are going to follow suit. Like things like that is quite interesting, mm -hmm. um, especially with a lot of kind of news around injuries and that sort of stuff uh, nowadays. So it'd yeah. be interesting to see if, uh, yeah, if you guys do follow suit and that sort of thing, because I I do think it's a good idea. I'd like to see it because like we have our own injury prone. Yeah, players, especially so with Scarlet, so, so many people out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I really want to kind of nail down. Um, where exactly we think we went wrong then for the Rassen game first, Gav? Uh, I think just decision making again. I think it was apparent in both games, but you just seemed to be, you know, obviously McNichol scored that try, and I thought, you know what, maybe they're going to get the win here, but then you just kind of crumbled a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You you didn't manage the game well. Obviously, it was poor conditions. Yeah. Like just giving them the ball in their own twenty-two and letting them attack from there. Uh, and you just didn't do that. You, there was poor kicking. There was, as I said, poor decision making. Um, but I think that that was a game that could have gone it could have gone either way, or probably should have gone the Scarlets' way. And you, you kind of bottled it for yeah. me. Well, we've got to remember as well that penalty just before uh, the penalty try shouldn't have been a penalty against Jonathan Davis, and that led to Rasen getting the field position that led to the penalty try. So I think we can consider ourselves slightly unlucky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the less the game, you think the same, Sam. Um. Yeah, like I said earlier, I just think the defence let you guys down massively. Mm -hmm. um, we watched the highlights and it was just poor. 
I, that's the only thing I could really say about it. It was just watching your defensive line. Some of the guys in the back were coming up. Um, I can't remember. What, oh, we watched one of the tries, and it was there was it wasn't even an overlap. It was essentially Jonathan Davies had um, the second man, and there was two on the out outside, mm. and. Jonathan, the the winger came in and took Jonathan Davies' man, and then he just and then the Leicester player just distributed the ball, and then Jonathan Davies got way too much ground to be able to cover, yeah. and it's kind of like almost having that little bit of trust with your team. The back line was just in terms of defence was just a little bit all over the yeah. place. Yeah, there was one where you came from the pillar where I think it was Jake Ball or it was either Blake Thompson, one of the guys who had the the, the helmet on where it was clearly his man and he just left a massive gap inside mm. him. He was the pillar yeah. and he just started screaming at people. Like he just missed his man and the yeah. bloke walked over the try line. That's just not like, the first time we've yeah. like miscommunication around, yeah. the, around the fringes of the ruck that's yeah. led to the try. What, are you, what about you, Charlie? What do you personally think? I don't know. I think the first game was just, it's just a bit all over the place and it just seemed really disjointed. It just didn't feel like a side that had even spent that much time together and they're supposed to be like, you know, competing. And they just feel really disjointed. The second game was just poor. Like conceding twenty points like that, completely unanswered. What else have I got to say apart from like it was just poor rugby? Mm. It's poor play, and it just doesn't reflect well on the side. Like you can be at any level, but conceding twenty points unanswered is so crap. Mm. <laughs> just it's just it's like that, like I'm I don't support anyone. I don't support a region. Yeah. Like I'm from. Ponty in South Wales, like I, that's what I support if I say a team. Yeah. Don't like, like I like the Welsh teams do well, and it's just quite depressing to see you know this happen. Yeah, they did. They didn't start well last year either. Going yeah. into well, last year we 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 had two bonus points after the first two games, uh, from two losses, <laughs> and then this year we have two losses but only one bonus point. And I mean, the the, the moment where I was really obviously you can imagine I was very angry anyway. Yeah. But the moment where <laughs> I've I I got a great video of you just <laughs> of the the rushing yeah, game. It's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Where his mate buys him a put a pint and he talks to him. He turns around and then looks at the screen. And then the try just <laughs> just, just head in his hand. He just like put, he sits down and <laughs> puts head in his hand. Yeah, it was devastating. <laughs> Mate, on another level in the Leicester game though, like I reached peace rage on the website. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, when when Steph Evans was running uh, when we had a break anyway, and if he had given it, I think we had like four four man overlap or something ridiculous, and he needed to give that pass. We're scoring a try. This gives this That's goes back to my point last week: being players being idiots these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just generally, yeah, yeah, like. <laughs> it's just like fundamental skills of rugby like um, if I did that when I was like 16, 17 oh, I'd yeah. get, get torn out. to shreds yeah. right but with <laughs> David asked his dad to give him money for scoring tries Oh, no. Well, they oh, used to. Yeah. They used to, and then I scored loads of tries one year, and he was like, "I'm not giving." Yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna brag now, right? So I could have scored. So I basically, my dad said to me, "If you can score 100 goals in a season, you can have 100 quid." And um, I got 97. Oh. Yeah. Average. The, and yeah, and then missed uh, missed a couple of big chances in the last game. Obviously, didn't get it. And then uh, five aside, then I had an opportunity. And I think his mates basically. Let, I was only fourteen. Hundred quid when you're fourteen is like a million pounds Mate, now. He didn't, exactly, he didn't expect me to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, "Oh no." Oh. Uh, Similar. Uh, my mate, my mate's dad was like, "If you can do five hundred keepers, so this is if you do five hundred keepers, I'll give you two hundred and fifty quid." Lovely. And we were like eleven. But my mate was in like the Cardiff City Academy, and his dad was like, "Ain't gonna do it." Wait, How between many? you or so? It's not like two hundred and fifty quid. No, just him. Oh, so okay. he had to do. So you weren't getting any money? No, no, no. But we were over his house and his, him and his, da his dad was like, oh, you wouldn't be able to do it. And he was like, I can't. He's like, no, no, you can't. <laughs> I can do it, mate. So what he did was, 
when his dad went to work, he put his phone there, like, and this is like a Sony Ericsson Walkman, and filmed himself doing 500 keep-ups, and then it was a 14 or 15-minute video of him doing keep-ups. <laughs> Give it to his dad when you owe me 250 quid. What I done but he you... didn't tell his mum. <laughs> and then his mum, like, he went to his mum, and he's like, I'm not giving it to you, you can't, no, no. It was, it was a joke, it was a joke. So he went to his mum, and was like, Dad's not giving me the money. And he, she, she was like, what, what do you mean? Why has he said this to you? And he's like, well, he said he'd do it. And his mum just kicked off. <laughs> I was like, you're an absolute idiot. My mate got 250 quid, bought a PS3. And Lovely. I was like, Classic. So Good kids uh, practice to keep you up easy. Never know what might happen. Getting, yeah. his, getting his priorities right. Right, anyway, back to rugby yeah, basics. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, the scars are rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> they're, so, not, they're not rubbish. They're just like... You said about the bonus point as well. Yeah. The bonus point is what put him through last time. Yeah. yeah it was. What I would yeah exactly. So but what I would what I would like to say is right that we have if you look at our last our last few seasons of rugby we've played some really unintelligent rugby in these last two games but we yeah. actually played some really like Steph Evans he was always really mature rugby wise in attack not in defence but in attack for his age he always made the right decisions we scored some unbelievable tries from our own twenty two um, so that's why it's so concerning really our players just seem to have kind of. We still scored some great tries, mind, against Leicester in attack. We, I thought we were fine in attack, apart from that overlap that was butchered. <laughs> so I don't think we've completely just lost the ability to score tries. But yeah. it does seem well, to me that we've kind of our decision making has kind of gone haywire. At the side. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, you guys put twenty-seven points on the board. Exactly. You away don't. From yeah. Home at Leicester, I mean. uh, exactly. That's not bad. But going back to Charlie's point, you also had twenty odd unanswered points that you guys didn't. Do anything yeah, in, about in twenty minutes, and, so, and you yeah. literally could like two along. You just he was making yards every time he touched the ball. Yeah, and go, go he's right, a big yeah, fella, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just point. and fat quick ball is kills in professional rugby. Yeah, yeah, and it, up against two international centers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we've already spoke about how good he's in two along is, but I thought he was class. So he's a big boy. Yes. So yeah, looking forward then. Go get in our group. You obviously all think that we're not going to. Yeah. <laughs> to Ulster. conclude. So Ulster. how many? So you played played two games so far. Yeah. You've got how many more to go? Four. You need four more games. You need to win every one with if a bonus you win, point. Yeah, if you win, much. if you win every single one of those games, and you get a bonus point in one or two of them. Yeah. I reckon you have a, r- a very reasonable yeah like, a chance. reasonable chance of getting well, through. Well, last year we got through. We won the group with twenty-one points, right? Too long yeah. a second with nineteen. They also qualified, so I mean we can afford to not have one bonus point <laughs> in one of the games. So <laughs> how many get? Yeah, so no, you guys you, you guys lost two it's games. Five points a game. You, you guys to, lost you need two to games. Win every game with a bonus point to get to twenty-one points. No. Yeah, but that's that's last season. So yeah. if you so we could have gone through with twenty yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, Scarlet's okay. Scarlets yeah. can't aim to win the group now. They just can't. They have to aim for second. Well, they need a qualifying. Well, not necessarily because if Racing somehow lose twice, here's a quick like you can't aim for second though, right? If you're gonna aim for second, you go for first. That's how it works. Yeah, boy. Yeah, but you can't, yeah, you can't yeah. be like, oh, it's not going to win. You don't know game. anything if about Jose Mourinho. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not a guarantee if we finish second that we'll go through because like, it's best runners up. But like, what I'm saying is, looking at last season, it's still possible. I'm, not, I'm just not ruling it out because um, I think you will all look very silly if we get through. <laughs> I, no, I, I think, think, I think podcasts. you guys just. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's, it's, it's possible. It's just not going to be easy. Yeah. Um, it's, just, it's not happening. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We'll find out, won't um, we? Comparing us to the last couple of seasons, do you think we've gone backwards as a team, Charlie? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, at this current moment in time, you have. But then, I can say that, but you've got seven players injured. Yeah. 
that's before you know international duties. You have yeah. seven players just missing, so yeah. you miss I can't say what your current results are. The fair reflection of the team mm-hmm. in a whole, so it's quite hard to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're crap now compared to then. But yeah. like, it's not that. It's you haven't got a full strength, like full strength, full fitness team as a bulk altogether playing good rugby. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest problem. Yeah, yeah. you're you you've got so many players missing over the inter- autumn internationals. You might get a game, Greg. <laughs> he's oh got God. the jersey on. He's got the jersey I'll on. Rock up with my ten-year-old jersey like the sound of that. Get me in. I think it might actually Wayne. be a really interesting opportunity now. Over the Scots, I haven't told you players missing. I played colleague Seagull when we were in school in like a sevens tournament, and in like a twenty-minute match, they put like sixty-five points on us. <laughs> oh yeah, we were they, crap, right? Yeah, yeah, but they were they good. Were, they were, good they were yeah. amazing. They've got yeah, like such yeah, Dan and all that, Jack Maynard and people like that were playing back then. Isn't he a singer? No, I didn't <laughs> grab my hand. Oh, <laughs> glad, glad we cleared that one up. Well, they've actually announced their squad, and we've got some really good talent like uh, like Ryan Combier, Tenby boy, and he actually hasn't been he hasn't been named in the squad for the um, for the away game at Kings coming up. So I mean, we still have a lot of strength. Do you know what I mean? Like even yeah. co- like considering how many players we've got. Yeah. From from my point of view, going back to your question about whether you guys have gone backwards or forwards, obviously I predominantly watch the Premiership. Last season, I was hearing a lot about you guys in terms of a team. I've never watched you or anything, but just being a good team, I've heard a lot about you. Mm-hmm. Um, this season, not much. Yeah, I mean, we've not got, much at all. Yeah, I know what you mean. I but, feel like yeah, watching fair. BT, like rugby and stuff, they're, they're not naming us as contenders. But bear in mind, they weren't doing that last year either. It was only yeah. the end of the group. Yeah, they kind of started to pick up a little bit of traction, sudden, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, they do tend to kind of, I don't think they're biased against... Yeah like certain teams I just think that no. they have bias towards it like yeah, Le- the Leinster Saracens of this world they're always going to oh. be an Exeter <laughs> Leinster looked unreal yeah I know but then they've they, then they lost to Toulouse so I mean yeah. they're not yeah. they're not invincible like we all yeah. thought they were Yeah. Mm. Um, but like I know Leinster are just incredible you look at their team and it's just international are they, they favourites the to win through. the tournament again? I yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean yeah, I'm yeah. yeah I think they'll be very difficult to beat yeah. To this season again. I think yeah. you're not the team you were when you won the the league a couple of years ago. You you just don't seem the same. You don't have the same aura about you. I think of the same self belief. Mm, I, I think, think a little bit. I think that season, right? Nobody expected that to happen. Yeah. We were kind of under the radar for most of the season, and then but we you really played great peaked. rugby that year. Yeah, it was the last kind of three or four games really when we peaked. We 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 went away to Connacht, obviously a horrible place to go. <laughs> battered them with some great rugby. Yeah, just no in one likes it with rugby. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> great for an eye out of you, but like not so much for the rugby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and then and then obviously we battered the Ospreys at home. Gareth, uh, I hope you're not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a great game, and then we no, and then we obviously went away to Leinster and won in the semi-final, and yeah, then the Munster in the final absolutely smashed them. Mm. No one was expecting that to happen, and yeah. that was when the Scarlets kind of came onto the scene as like this team that's playing really good rugby. That was a quality team, though. and were considered they, everyone kind of saying next season they've got to do well in Europe. That's their next step, and then we did. So I think we actually peaked last year. Leinster were just unbelievable, and they made us look really ordinary. But I actually think we were a better side last season than we were the year we won the league. <laughs> Leinster were just up another level again. Yeah, Leinster are incredible, and they're still yeah. incredible. Um, I was going to say, we got two more podcasts now before, or two or three more podcasts before Christmas. Yeah. I think it'd be very interesting to pick this back up now, just before Christmas, after the two games in December. Mm-hmm. And that's when we'll pick it back up again and say if we think they're going to go through proper or not. Prediction, yeah. I'm not going to ask you to do it. Right? <laughs> I'm not going to put that on you because you might lose some viewership. Gav, are they going to go through? I, I can't see you win. You need to pretty much win every game. 
and I don't see you winning at both Racing and Ulster. Yeah. So no. Sam. Um, yeah, I agree. You got to win every game, but I just don't think you guys have it. Yeah, I, I think, think you I can. Think, I know you, Charlie's uh, told me that I'm not allowed to say, but I'm going to have it anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> we're going to win every game by fifty points. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to. <laughs> we we are going to, boys. I'm telling you now, we're getting we're getting maximum points and we're going through to the quarterfinal. And I will see you here in January or whenever it is. When I'll the pay last for a night out for you if that happens. Yeah, I'll oh, buy, yeah. buy you a beer. You feel it here I first. can't afford a night out. <laughs> From the donkey's mouth, that's yeah. happening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so I think that's it. Thank you very much for coming, guys. Apart from uh, apart from bitter Donald over there, he's uh, <laughs> yeah. always a pleasure. <laughs> Sometimes that's <a> all. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, guys, and tune in next time for another SF seventy two podcast. Uh, follow us on Scarlet Fever seventy two on Twitter and Scarlet Fever seventy two on Facebook. Thank you very much. Let's go, let's go, let's go.